Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. St. Louis and all parts, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, King's Court, right here on kevinslaytonshow.com, where you come every morning, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 Central Time, to get a good dose of the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. That's what you get here. You won't get it anywhere else. 
and I mean anywhere else, it's really gotten bad out there. You won't have anybody else who will allow you to call in and express your views, but we will. You can call anytime you want at 636-348-4460. 348-4460. So much ground to cover every day. This country is slipping into the abyss every day as we speak. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And there are Pollyannas out there who don't want you to say that. America, love it or leave it. Remember that one? There are people who continue to say that and think that way. As insane as that is. That's like having your child rob banks and commit murders, and then you say, but I love my child. I'll never... But you won't correct them? You won't point out their faults? You won't help them? You won't lift a finger to do something to turn it around? I would hope you would. And that's what we try to do here. We try to offer suggestions, solutions, ideas. Remember, we can all do something. We can all do a small part. No matter how small we think we are, we can do something. We can go to the polling places. We can observe. We can be watchful of the liberals. Keep an eye on these cheating bastards. We can all do that. We can all volunteer. That's the very least thing you can do. All it takes is your time. You don't need to be a pillar of society. You don't need to be wealthy. You don't need to have influence. All you need to do is give some of your time to volunteer, to do just that. And that, by the way, is huge. So let's make sure that a year from now we're prepared. Because as we embark on November, we are in the final countdown. We are now within a year almost of of the election. Within days, it'll be a year from then. The most important and consequential election in the history of this country. No question about it. In past history, the Reagan election was that important. The Trump, the first Trump election was that important. This Trump election will be even more important. Every one of those elections I just talked about, those previous two and this one, the previous two saved the republic. Had Reagan lost to Jimmy Effing Carter, God only knows where we'd be. Had Donald Trump lost to Hildebeest, I don't even want to think about where we would be. And if Donald Trump loses to anyone, no matter who they put up, we're done. The predictions of doom are not simply doomers and gloomers, they're reality. We're almost there. We're on the the cliff right now. We're hanging over. Everything that we knew in this country, everything that we valued is gone. Our culture's gone. Our morals are gone. Our character, our integrity, it's all gone. Our standing in the world, gone. And it didn't take them very long. We now hold political prisoners in this country. You never thought you'd say that, but we do. We target political opponents with the court systems and the government. We do that here. We do all of the things we never thought possible in this country. People fought and died for the right to not have that happen. But the bottom line to it all is liberals don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about this country. They don't care about what this country stands for or once stood for proudly. They care about two things and two things only. Greed and power. And that's it. And in no particular order. You can intermingle those two, 
Power can come first, greed can come second, greed can come first, power can come second, but those are the twin gods they worship. Greed and power. Nothing else. No constitution. There is no constitution in the minds of liberals. They love to talk about it. Democracy and the Constitution. Oh, my God, Donald Trump will be the end of both. Donald Trump is the one savior for both. This country needs to start living by the Constitution that our founding fathers drafted. But they trample on it. This country needs to respect the decisions of the Supreme Court, but they trample on them. They ignore them. And they don't care if you know it. They're so arrogant and brazen now in their corruption that they don't care if you know it because they know they're protected. That's how important and consequential this election in just about a year is for this country. But it's just as important to have your monster energy drink to start the day. And I already had mine. That's right. It's right over there in the trash can. The can is. I had my sugar-free... Zero Ultra Monster Energy Drink. No sugar, 10 calories, and I'm ready to rock. Bring on the day. Come on, day. Come get me. I dare you. I got my boost of energy. I'm at my best. I'll be at the top of my game all day. I'll relentlessly pursue success all day. And Monster Energy Drink is all about that and having fun. Despite what the liberals do, Monster Energy Drink is still all about having fun. You can still have fun in this country. Go to an event that Monster Energy Drink is involved in. You'll have fun. Whether it's a sporting event or a concert that they bring a band to your hometown, they stage parties around it. It's fantastic stuff. They make the coolest events that they can think of into reality. And they boost your energy. Can't beat it. Unleash the beast in you with Monster Energy Drink. That's what I do every day. And I'm ready to go. I've got two shows to do, this one and the one at noon. Don't forget the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. That's right, Howard Stern. Take that. We're the king of all media. Not you. You once were, but you're a bum now. A liberal bum. A psychopath who lives to wear a mask and worry about COVID. That's, That's the story of Howard Stern. Boy, did he fall a long way and fast. A long way and fast. And he ain't getting back up. I don't care how much money he makes. He's he's a laughing stock. No one takes him seriously. And that's more important than money. Though he does have a lot of money. A lot. Well, if you're not scared living in this country right now, you're not really alive. And you don't have to be Jewish to be afraid. All you have to be is an American. If you don't believe that terrorist cells by the dozens are in this country plotting the next 9-11, you're not paying attention. Maybe Christopher Wray, the corrupt head of the FBI, will get your attention. Here's how he assesses the current terror threat in this country, within our borders. We assess that the actions of Hamas and its allies will serve as an inspiration, the likes of which we haven't seen since ISIS launched its so-called caliphate several years ago. In just the past few weeks, multiple foreign terrorist organizations have called for attacks 
against Americans and the West. It's coming, and he has more. The ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. Iranians, for instance, have directly or by hiring criminals mounted assassination attempts against dissidents and high-ranking current and former U.S. government officials, including right here on American soil. Iranians are hiring criminals for potential assassinations here in our country. Who are they hiring? The FBI? The Department of Justice? Because those are the criminals I know of. That wouldn't surprise me. What really wouldn't surprise me and terrifies me the most is an assassination attempt on President Trump. Don't think the liberals won't do it. They will. Don't think the Iranians and the Chinese and the Russians don't want it. They do. They've already dealt with Trump and all of them lost. They don't want to deal with him again. We had better have the best of the Secret Service around him. By the way, here's a question. Let's let's just joke and say that somehow the liberals were able to put him in jail. Would the Secret Service have to sleep in jail at night? I bet they haven't thought that one through. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but it's just a funny thought. But you heard Christopher Ray. Assassination attempts being plotted by the Iranians against U.S. officials. We know who that is. And who are the criminals? I want to know, Chris Ray. Who are the criminals they're trying to hire? Because I know a whole bunch of them. Some of them are named Christopher Ray. Others are named Biden, Pelosi, Obama, Clinton, Clapper, Brennan, Garland. I know a whole lot of criminals. Barr. A ton of them. Is that who they're trying to hire? Because it wouldn't surprise me one smidgen if any of those names would be behind an assassination attempt on President Trump. Wouldn't surprise me at all. In fact, I kind of expect it. We have seen over the last eight years what this country will do to someone who exposes the corrupt government that we have. How many people do you know that have the strength, the inner strength of Donald Trump? I don't know many. I like to think I do, but I'm not sure I would under the test that he's going under. It shows you how powerful the government is when they want you, when they want to destroy you. They don't care about the collateral damage either. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your kids. They'll try to destroy them too, as you've seen. And then they'll get up there in front of Congress and in hearing rooms, swear under oath to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And they tell the whole lie, the complete lie, and nothing but a lie. And they don't care. They don't care if they lie under oath. That means nothing to these characterless people. Absolutely nothing. John Kirby claims that this regime is always concerned about terrorists getting into our country. We are always concerned uh, about uh, the potential presence on U.S. soil uh, of terrorists uh, uh, coming from overseas. That's something we're always worried about. But I can tell you that we are constantly 
monitoring as best we can all ports of entry to the country um, uh, for the potential arrival of anybody who might wish us harm. And one of the things that the president asked for in this supplemental was additional funding for border security, for like 1,500 more border patrol agents and better technology at the, at the border. I mean, so again, we would urge Congress to take a look at that supplemental request and pass it. But if the general gist of your question is, are we taking the potential threat seriously? Of course we are. Sure. All I can do is tell you that we, are, we have remained vigilant to that potential threat. You have? Seriously? Do you expect people to believe you? You have a wide open border, Kirby. You've had a wide open border for three years, and all of a sudden now you tell us, oh, by the way, we want $14 billion for additional border security. You've told the, the agents you have to stand down. Biden has ordered them to cut wire fencing that Governor Abbott put up to keep them out of Texas. Your regime has ordered that. What do you need more agents for? To make it look like you're trying? Because you're not. The evidence is overwhelming that you haven't lifted one finger to stop the invasion of illegal aliens, the invasion of terrorists into this country, the invasion of people that cartels, drug cartels, and others want in this country to do us harm, to kill us, to destroy us. You have Open the gates for that. And yet you tell us that you're always concerned about it at every port of entry? Then explain to me how 9 million illegal aliens have entered this country under your watch, if you're so concerned. Because let's let's take you at your word. You're so concerned. Your whole regime is concerned about this. Then you're the most incompetent group of people ever in government anywhere. Because if this is your major concern, and that's the result of your vigilance, 9 million illegal bastards coming in here, that's the result. How incompetent are you? More than any time in our history. And you claim you're vigilant? You claim you're always concerned? You're a lying little lizard skin. That's all John Kirby is. He's greasy. He's slimy. He's pathetic. Remember, this guy was an admiral in the U.S. Navy. What does that tell you about our defense? That this little slime ball was an admiral. I guess they give out admiral rankings pretty easily these days. Senator Ron Johnson got the most pompous, arrogant ass ever created in this world, Mayorkas, in front of him. He wanted to know the number. Well, we know the number is nine million. So, Senator Johnson kept it low at six million, but even six million is absurd. But Mayorkas wouldn't give it to him. Instead, Mayorkas thinks that he can answer whatever he wants to answer. Let me. Say, I, I need numbers I, again. Don't filibuster me. How many people has this administration let into the country? Let, let me say at the outset that uh, our job would be a lot easier if the broken immigration system was. No, Mr. Secretary, I want it, a number. How many people have you let into this country? I, I should also. How, uh, okay, let, I'll, I'll give you the number. It's about six million, about one point seven million, as known gotaways. Now, again, we don't know who these people are. We just know that they've come to this country and they're residing somewhere. And they plan to destroy us. And you, Mayorkas, and your band of criminals in Washington flew them here, there, and everywhere. Put them up in expensive hotels on our money, because you love to spend our money. 
especially when it's to get you more power. The whole plan has always been to bring them in here so that they'll vote for Democrats. And Kirby has the unmitigated balls to stand up there and tell us they're concerned about it. How stupid do they think we are? And some people are that stupid. There isn't any question that they're correct about that. But most aren't. That pompous ass Mayorkas, he's the kind of guy, I'm not kidding you, that I've slapped the shit out of. Wouldn't you want to beat his ass? I mean, I do. Every day. I wish that someone would sponsor. I'll, I'll, I'll go out and sell sponsorships. Let's get a boxing ring, put it together. I'll go in against my organs. I'm older than he is, probably. I'll go in against him right now. I would beat him until I couldn't beat anybody anymore. That son of a bitch has been responsible for fentanyl deaths. He doesn't care. You, you can just tell by the pompous, arrogant, ass wipe demeanor. Well, he ran into his uh, nemesis, Josh Hawley. And this is where Hawley's at his, his strongest. And I've said this many times. I would be happy with him as attorney general. Mayorkas actually has an employee under him, a female employee, who posted pictures of paragliding terrorists, paragliding in Israel with Uzis and AR-15s, not AR-15s, but AK-57s, or AK-47s, all kinds of ammunition, shooting randomly at innocent Jewish people, murdering them. And this particular employee of the United States government was rejoicing over it. Holly pointed it out to the pompous, arrogant-ass Mayorkas, and it got hot. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one, your question to suggest that it, that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. Number I'm sorry, what have you This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives. You have employees who are celebrating genocide and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? That's what he said. And he held up four fingers. I have four answers. He's just daring you to smack him. So, Senator Hawley, did they fire her? They did not fire her. They did not fire her. That's the answer. Is he finally admitted that she's still on the payroll. After all of this, she posts these images celebrating the terrorism, celebrating Hamas, boasting that she is an asylum officer in our government, and she's still on the payroll. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your United States of America. 
That's your government. That's your tax dollars. Paying this psycho bitch who hates Jews to be employed by the United States government under that criminal Mayorkas, and he's a criminal. Senator Hawley, do you have any doubt that there are terrorists in this country ready to do us harm? No doubt whatsoever. We know that there have been almost 170 people on the terrorist watch list just this last year who we've apprehended. Now, think about all the people who got away. 170, an all-time record. That's who we know about. Now, our border is not secure, and it is an invitation to every terrorist out there to come across, come into this country. They're not sending any of the illegal aliens home. Of the millions who've come across the border in the last few years, 99% of them are still in the country. 99%. So this is what you get with an open border. You get crazy people coming across who want to hurt Jewish Americans, who want to kill all Americans, who are plotting terrorists, incidents, and we're not going to know until it's too late. We're not going to know until it's too late. Does that sound like 9-11? It does to me. And I don't know if there's any way to know. They're all over the country. They're like roaches, like cockroaches. You turn the lights on and they scurry for cover. And who put them there? Joe Biden and Mayorkas and Harris. And they put them there how? With their own money? No, no, no. They've stolen a lot of money, yeah. They've enriched themselves quite a bit. But they didn't use that money. They use your money. You go out and you work hard every day. You go to a job in many cases that you don't like, but you do it because you have to. You have to support a family. You have to support your kids and your wife or your husband. Maybe your grandparents, maybe your parents are living with you because they're broke thanks to this government. And they're taking your money and spending it on illegal aliens to fly around the country, stay in wonderful hotels, stay at Cape Cod, Martha's Vineyard. Have you ever been there? I haven't. Your money, my money, that you work hard for. Do you want a vacation this year? Maybe you can't take one, thanks to inflation. These aliens are getting a vacation paid for by you. That alone should piss you off beyond reason. That should piss you off to the point where you never vote for a Democrat as long as you live. It really should. And if it doesn't, you're the problem. You are the problem. I'm, I'm not, I've never said Republicans are anything to shine a light on and say, woo, look at them. They're wonderful. They're disgusting too, but just not as bad. Their, their intention is not to ruin the country. Their intention is not to steal elections. Their intention is not to let illegal murderers into our country in order to vote for them. So right away, the Republicans have the upper hand on the character and moral level than the Democrats, because the Democrats don't care. The Republicans' problem is they're spineless and incompetent. That's their problem. For the most part. Not all of them. But there's not a single Democrat... Not a single one that will break ranks with their corrupt bastard comrades. Not one. Senator Rubio, is the border secure? 
Our border is not just unsecure. It's a migratory crisis of, un, of epic proportions, but without precedent in American history. This has never happened before in the history of this country. First of all, the administration is lying. They know for a fact that trafficking networks that have links to terrorist groups are involved in the trafficking of people. Now, it's a business that they have, and they move people around the world, and they get them in there. But you tell me that an Islamist-linked network that moves people that are willing to pay the money isn't also willing to move terrorists? Or think about it this way. Last year, over 900,000 people in a 12-month period entered the United States illegally and were released into the country by the Biden administration. 900,000 people. If just one-tenth of one percent of those people are terrorists, that is 900 terrorists that have crossed the borders. And those are the ones that we actually saw come in and processed and released into the country. This, this border is, is wide open, and everybody in the world knows it, and that's why they keep coming. That's right. Well, you think they're going to stop? They're not going to stop. Our country has never been in more severe jeopardy, and most people don't even understand it. You know, you know what most people will say to you? Well, these politicians, they're all rotten. That's what the, that's their answer, especially if they're liberals. Well, you know, they're all bad, both sides. They, they think that that makes them rational if they say that, oh, you know, they're all bad. <laughs> they don't get it. And they think it's, they think it'll work itself out. It won't. It will not work itself out. And that's what's sickening. Half of this country thinks it will. Half of this country knows that they voted for the wrong guy. Half of this country knows that they should have severe guilt because they support Democrats like Rashida Tlaib. Half this country knows that they put a corrupt son of a bitch in the office in the White House and that he's destroying the country and he's allowed terrorists in here because he doesn't care. Probably has assurances that they won't kill him, which is foolish, by the way, because they will. They don't care. Neither do the Democrats. Senator Rubio, does this anger you? It angers any country to see people from other places showing up at your border, demanding to be let in, having people in this country argue that somehow they have a right to come in and not just have a right to come in, but we have an obligation to now provide billions of dollars, which is what they're asking for, okay? And this whole deal that they're asking for in a supplemental, they're not asking for money to enforce the law. They're asking for more money to do what they are doing now, in essence, waving people in faster. That's what they're asking for. That's exactly what they want the money for. Do you think Biden's regime is wanting $14.5 billion on this supplemental bill attached to the aid for Israel because they want to strengthen the border? They've had three years to strengthen the border. (laughs) In just the last year alone, 3 million-plus encounters, 600,000 gotaways. That's just in the last year. Let's say the first two years, nobody came over. You heard Rubio. If one-tenth of one percent are terrorists, we're in deep trouble. And who do you think is supposed to be policing where the terrorists are? Christopher Ray. I mean, if that's not the fox minding the hen house, I don't know what is. 
Of course it angers every, any country. But it doesn't anger half the people in this country. They just sit on their lazy ass and just get up, go to work if they've got a job. Otherwise, they demand handouts and reparations. Give me some, what, give me some of what you worked for. That's what we want. We don't want to work. We get to protest. We hate Jews today. Tomorrow we'll hate white people, but we hate Jews today. Maybe Hispanics are next. We don't know. Whoever were ordered to go protest and chant some stupid chant. That way we don't have to actually work for a living. We get paid by these knuckleheads who are involved. And we'll walk all over the country. We'll cause as much trouble as we can because we'll never be arrested. And if we are arrested, we'll be out in 24 hours and never to be heard from again. Until we protest, quote unquote, again. Mostly peaceful, of course. Until we go threaten the lives of Supreme Court justices, we'll do that too. And we won't be arrested. We won't be in any trouble. It's against the law, but it doesn't matter. We'll send a hitman over to one justice's home. But it won't matter. The Department of Justice won't disperse the crowds the next day, even though it's a direct violation of the law. That's what liberals do. They get up, they go protest, they get paid to protest. They don't want to work, and then they want your money. (laughs) What a gig. It shows you what lowlifes they are, that they actually can conceptualize that that's a life to live. Here's the liberal way of living. Let me wake up. I don't want to have a job, but some wealthy guy is going to pay me to go cause trouble today. So I'll go cause trouble, get my money, go home, and then claim that I want your money because you worked all day. I want some of that, and I really want some reparations while I'm at it. That's what half this country believes. They're entitled to it. That's how fucked up this place is, that these people actually believe they should get it. Well, the reason they believe they should get it is because the people in control told them they should. And the people who don't want you to have their money are white supremacists. They're crazy people. They hate black people. They hate Hispanics. When the truth is, it's just the opposite. Remember, it's always the people that want to keep you under your thumb that hate you. Republicans don't want to keep you under their thumb. They want you to get your ass out and work, just like they do. But the liberals want to keep you under their thumb, so they want to keep you unemployed. They want to keep giving you handouts. They want to keep telling you that things are difficult and who's to blame for it. And it's not them, of course. It's Republicans, MAGA Republicans, to be specific. And then they want to be nice and, and cuddly and, you know, who's to blame for your trouble? It's those MAGA Republicans. Go fight them. While you're at it, tell everybody how you hate the Jews. And scare the Jews. Do whatever you can do to frighten the Jews to death. Make them border themselves into a library. They're so afraid to come out. And there's no outrage about that, by the way. Did you notice that? None of the people who caused that have been arrested, to my knowledge. And I followed it. I don't see any arrests. This country is so rampant with crime that's facing no accountability. But why should those criminals face accountability? The king criminals of this country don't face any. The Bidens, the Clintons, the Harrises, the Garlands, the Cuomos. Whatever happened to Andrew Cuomo? 
He's forced out of office, but there were criminal charges. What happened to him? Nothing. He's going around doing interviews on Bill Maher's show. Bill Maher. Mr. Uber-liberal himself who can't help himself because the Democrats are so embarrassing, even he's embarrassed. When, you, when you're a Democrat liberal and you can embarrass that liberal freak, you are a joke. But heels up Harris while she's not boinking powerful men in order to get ahead will tell us a little secret about the border. Give us your secret, heels up. It's no secret that we have a broken immigration system. Short term, we need a safe, orderly, and humane border policy. And long term, we need to invest in the root causes of migration. But the bottom line, Congress needs to act. Come on, participate in the solution instead of political gamesmanship. (laughs) What balls. You've had three years to fix what you consider the broken immigration system. And I love how they tell you always, well, it's, it's not our fault that 9 million people have come over. It's a broken immigration system. Well, it wasn't so broken when Trump was in office because that didn't happen. So who broke it? I guess you did. But they're, they're telling you we're so incompetent that we can't fix it. That's what Biden's telling everybody. That's what Harris just said. Blame it on the broken immigration system. It's not our fault. And by the way, we can't fix it. But how about Congress? Why don't you fix it? Well, you're the one in office. You fix it. It's not hard to fix. Trump fixed it. But when you don't want to fix it, and you don't, she's got to talk about the root causes of migration. (laughs) Who gives a shit about the root cause of migration? Do I care why criminals want to come here to kill me? I just don't want them here. I don't care what their reasons are. Who cares? We want to have migration in a humanitarian way. Shove your humanitarianism right up your ass. I couldn't care less. They're murderers. They're thugs. They're worthless people coming here. There is no reason to be humane toward them. They want to kill us. And the rest of them want to live off of us. Out the door. You go ahead and work on that root cause, Miss Root. You're the root. You completely incompetent, illiterate buffoon. You are a bag of hot air. That's all she's ever been. But she knows who to hit the bed with. She does know that. And just remember her lesson for all little girls out there. You too can climb the ladder and become vice president if you sleep with powerful men. What a wonderful message for the for the girls of today. Thanks to Heels Up Harris. The black, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Indian, I'm sorry, black, uh, oh, wait a minute, what's today? She wants to be an Indian today. Carrie Lake, who's running for the Senate in Arizona, is Harrison over her head? 
She is completely uh, in over her head. She doesn't understand what's happening at the border. We do have an orderly process for people to come in. It's called our legal immigration process. And the way you stop what's happening, she talked about the migrant flow, is you put out a very strong message to the world that our border is closed to illegal activity. You put out a message that we're going after you to the cartels, and you do exactly what President Trump did. That's how you solve the problem. It can be solved in one day. One day. She's right, by the way. Just do what Trump did. Doesn't that make a little sense? It does to me. One day. And we can stop it all. But they don't want to stop it. Remember, Carrie Lake, they have to want to stop it. Carrie, do the libs even have any idea just how bad Biden is? I think they know that Joe Biden is going to be such a disaster that the Democrat Party will collapse if he is on the ticket. I don't know who it's going to be ultimately, but my bet is that Gavin Newsom is starting to move in. They realize that not just Joe Biden, but Kamala Harris are disastrous, and the voters just will not vote for those two. I don't think they will either. I completely agree with her. But I'm not so sure that the liberals understand it yet. I think a lot of them have awakened to it. I personally don't think that Biden has any chance of A, winning re-election, B, even running for re-election. We're now getting close to the year mark. We're getting into the home stretch. And I don't think the Democrats are going to let him run. They can't. Not if they want to win. If they let him run... There is no more evidence that's any stronger than that, that they've already got the election rigged. Because in any world, no matter what world you conceptualize in your craziest thoughts, could Joe Biden win an election of anything? So if they let him run, they think the fix is already in and it's done. And here we go again. And man, when that happens, Austria, Switzerland, here we come. Out of this nut house. I'd rather go into a different nut house because I know how nutty this house is. This place is dangerous for your life. Tell me right now, if you're Jewish in this country, how safe do you feel? Just a month ago, you felt a little safer. Now you don't feel safe at all if you're a Jew in the United States of America. You don't feel safe if you express your opinion, if it's different than the government's. If you do, you're crazy if you feel that safe. I express mine every day. I don't feel that safe. I know, I, I've seen what these bastards do. They come for you in the middle of the night with SWAT teams. We know what they'll do to you. Haven't seen uh, Bandana Head. Jamie Raskin running around uh, lately anymore, but all of a sudden he popped up, and he popped up with a full head of hair. No bandana anymore. Do you think this guy ever had cancer? Was he really trying to gain some advantage by looking for sympathy? I don't know that he ever had cancer. I, I would doubt it. And now he wants you to check the Constitution to prove that Donald Trump doesn't qualify for running for president. But while he tells you to check the Constitution, 
he admits that the constitutional process allowed Trump to stay in office during impeachments. Well, which is it? Do-rag. 57 of 100 senators voted uh, to determine that he did uh, engage in incitement to insurrection. So you've got robust bipartisan bicameral majorities defining that as a legislative fact. But I think the alternative argument will be, no, you need somehow a criminal conviction first. It's not enough to show that it happened. And, you know, against that, I would simply say the language of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment says that you can't run for office if you've sworn an oath to the Constitution, but then you've participated in insurrection or rebellion. It doesn't say if you've been convicted of insurrection or rebellion. But I think that that will become really the heart of the legal argument. Uh, Let me tell Raskin what the heart of the legal argument will be, since he says Trump took part in an insurrection. I want you to get around these words, Raskin, on January 6th from the President of the United States. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. Boy, them's fighting words. Sounds like an insurrectionist to me. Now, when I hear something like that, my next thought is insurrection is coming, baby. When I hear a guy say peacefully and patriotically, I know that insurrection is next, right? It has to follow. So what Raskin did was tell you that 57 senators voted uh, to impeach him, but they needed 60 per the Constitution. So the Constitution says, Raskin, you're wrong. And then he goes and tries to tell us that somehow Trump is guilty of insurrection. Can you explain, please? None of these liberals ever do that. They never point to anything Trump did or said. Well, they trot in a witness who lies, that young chick who was immediately embarrassed when true facts came out from the people she was quoting, who immediately refuted her. And said she lied. But there's not one word that Donald Trump has ever said that they've ever brought out that would anywhere, any any possibility he's an insurrectionist. These people don't know what an insurrection is. Do you know what an insurrection is? George Washington in 1776. That's an insurrection. Does anybody criticize George Washington or think he should have not run for president? Should have been disqualified. He is an insurrectionist, by the way. They did use guns. They rose up against the tyrannical government that was watching this country and controlling this country. And they said, we're not going to take it anymore. So our proudest moment as a nation, 1776, was an insurrection, you jackasses. Why is that our proudest moment? Because citizens of this country said no to tyranny. And the most important part, they didn't just say no, they acted on it. And they took this country back. And that's what we need to do. I don't see any sign that the citizens of this country will ever act on it until it's way too late. 
The citizens of this country have allowed themselves to be brainwashed and indoctrinated by the liberal media and the liberal hacks in Washington, and perhaps some of their liberal friends, into believing somehow that there was an insurrection. And by the way, an insurrection is bad. You're bad if you're an insurrectionist. First, there was no insurrection. We all know that. Compare that to 1776. Nobody was armed at this rally except the bad guys, and they murdered some people. Secondly, an insurrection, when the government is a tyranny and is violating our Constitution, and the evidence is clear on that, there's no doubting it, our Constitution tells us we have a duty to overthrow the government. A duty. It's not an idea. We have a duty. It's our job to do it. And never in the history of this country does this government need overturning like it does today. You can make the case 1776 was. But are we not more desperate today? Political prisoners are kept in gulags in this country. Right now. Was it any worse in 1776? You couldn't express yourself then without fear of retribution. You can't now. If you disagree with the ruling class back in 1776, off with your head, said the king. And if you disagree with the ruling class today, gulags or death. But we will raid your house in the middle of the night, Pastor. We'll come and get you, Roger Stone. We don't care how old you are. We'll destroy your livelihood and your business, Donald Trump, and your family. We don't care that you spent a lifetime building it up the American way. We didn't. (laughs) We just took government money, taxpayer money, paid ourselves, enriched ourselves, took lobbyist money, took foreign government money. That's what we did. That's what we think is the American way, liberals do. So this is the country we have. It is time to overthrow the government. I don't think there's any doubt. And again, you're duty-bound. I'm waiting for one of these attorneys of these political prisoners to take that Constitution and march into a courtroom and say, here's what the Constitution says. Why is my client in jail, you corrupt bastard with a robe on? Because that's what they are. The judiciary in this country is so compromised, it's sickening. Does that mean every judge is a criminal and a crook? No. But enough of them to make a difference are criminals. Yes, they are political activists, which to me makes them a criminal. Because they've taken an oath. And they've violated that oath. And they violate it all the time. It's sickening. Peacefully and patriotically, said President Trump. Lawrence Tribe, who is a constitutional law professor at Harvard, along with Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz has berated Tribe and made him look like a monkey with the views that he's ascribed to. And he is a former professor of Jamie Raskin, as is Alan Dershowitz. Dershowitz has made it clear that he didn't think Raskin was in class the day that he taught constitutional law. Now, if Tribe, if this is any... Indication of how tribe lectures in law school, 
It would be no wonder that his students would never pass a test because they're half asleep all the time. This guy will bore you to tears as he tries, tries his best to find a way to eliminate Donald Trump from running for office. It is clear that Section 3, by itself, says that anyone who engages in an insurrection or rebellion against the Constitution of the United States, that's the phrase, not just against the government, but against the Constitution of the United States, is not entitled to another bite at that apple. Now, Donald Trump says it might apply to a county commissioner in New Mexico, but it doesn't apply to him because it doesn't apply to the president. That is an absurd argument. I won't go into the details, but it's clear that if there's any officer in the country who would be a danger to democracy if he were allowed again to manipulate our processes, it is someone who took the oath as president and then turned around and tried to overturn the central part of the Constitution. Anybody still awake? That guy's a professor at Harvard? Really? First of all, everything he said was a lie. There's nothing to back up anything he said. He said that anyone who engages in rebellion against the Constitution. Could you give us an, an example of Donald Trump engaging in a rebellion against the Constitution, please? We'd love to hear it. We know you don't have one. That's why you didn't cite it. If you had any evidence of that, you would have been only too happy to talk about it. But you don't have it. And you know why you don't have any? Because it doesn't exist. Now, the New Mexico case he's talking about was a guy who was a Otero County Commissioner in New Mexico. They got him for being in the Capitol building. I'm sorry, not in the Capitol building. In Washington, walking outside, they arrested him, and then they threw him out of office as a county commissioner based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which is what they're trying to eliminate Donald Trump's candidacy on. So they had to have a prior case to establish precedent and say, look, it's been done once. And that's what Joy Reid was saying when she had Tribe on to Boris to death. Hey, it's already been done. Now, the guy in question in New Mexico who had it done to him, he was removed from office, if you want to call it, county commissioner office. Coy Griffin is his name. Now, what do you, who do you think Coy Griffin supports for president? Take a guess. All right, altogether class. He founded Cowboys for Trump. And as he says, they weren't coming after me. They were coming after Trump. They wanted to get me so they could then go after Trump. He said, it's never been about Coy Griffin. It's always been about Trump. They made this guy go to jail. He did jail time. He didn't do anything. He was found not guilty of a disorderly conduct charge. But how did he do jail time? Now, interestingly enough, a guy who you wouldn't think would be on Trump's side, Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State in Georgia at the time of the 2020 election, has written an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal saying that President Trump should be on the ballot and anyone who believes in democracy must let the voters decide. Now, in part of those comments by Raskin, he said if, if anyone subscribes to that theory, 
they're absurd. Imagine the Constitution that these liberals try to quote, and of course they can't quote because when they do, it's like a vampire, or not a vampire, it's like Satan seeing Jesus. They crumble to death. When any one of these people start to quote the Constitution, they get nervous, they vomit, they get fevers. They don't know what to do because they hate the Constitution. And they get it all jumbled and they get it all wrong. And then they just tell you here's what it says when it doesn't say that. On this show, we're big believers in the Constitution. We're big believers in exactly what it says. It's not a living document, as Justice Scalia pointed out. But they will tell you what it says when it doesn't say anything near that. Tribe will take a clause in the Constitution and tell you, and quote it, as he just did, if you engage in rebellion versus the Constitution, as if he knows what the Constitution is, then you're ineligible to have run for president. And yet he doesn't tell us what Donald Trump did to engage in such behavior because Donald Trump did nothing. We just played the clip for you. They'll never get around that clip ever as long as they live. They can scream and yell insurrection all they want. But those are the words of Donald Trump on the day in question. Anytime one of those liberals claims Donald Trump incited this, just play that clip for them. That's all you need to do. Again, their goal is not to convict Donald Trump and put him in jail. Their goal is to get him a conviction on the state level, knowing it will be overturned, but not before the election. So their ultimate goal is not conviction. It's just image. And so then they'll turn to the 14th Amendment. How many desperate measures have they taken? They fear Donald Trump so much. They know he'll beat them. So they'll either have to, A, cheat and steal another election, which they're not above doing. B, have rogue, corrupt prosecutors and special counsels indict him and charge him with bogus criminal activities four different times. They've already done that. But the C comes when they realize that those two avenues aren't working. To their amazement, Donald Trump has become a stronger candidate because of what they're trying to do to him. So they go down roadway number C, or letter C, and that is 14th Amendment. He's not even eligible to run. So they've scrapped everything. We can't beat him. He's he's kicking our ass. We've got to bring him down in a criminal court. That's not working. We've got to make people afraid that he's a crazy man. That's not working. So we've got to just get him off the damn ballot. Get him off the ballot. Take him away. We don't want people to vote. Now, that is a desperate group of people. As I've said so many times, if you weren't afraid of him, if you weren't desperately afraid of him winning, you'd want to run against him. If you think it's as easy as you claim it is to beat him, you should welcome him as your opponent. Any football coach who beats a team 45 to nothing today will want to play that team again tomorrow. Maybe later today. Only the Democrats say that the person that they could beat easily, they don't want to run against. (laughs) And they say that because they're all collectively full of shit. 
That's why they say it. Now, Mike Johnson, who is the new speaker, seems to be a pretty congenial fellow. He is a strong believer in the Bible as well as the Constitution. And he actually is naive enough to think that if he sits down and talks to Chuck Schumer, they'll be able to get the standalone bill to support Israel through the House and the Senate. So to recap for you, Mike Johnson was elected speaker on the basis of his willingness to do the right thing, and that is put bills on the floor of the House all by themselves, not tied to some other crap like the Democrats live to do. Not love to do, live to do it. So important to them. They live to tie Israeli aid to Ukrainian aid and to some bogus aid to the border. Excuse me. Where's that money going? Keep in mind, they'll never tell you where the money's going. They want something that they call humanitarian aid for who? For who? For the terrorists. That's who. War is good for the liberals. It excuses all kinds of malfeasance in their whacked out minds, and they think that they can convince the voters. So that's what Mike Johnson wants. He wants a vote on one bill, aid to Israel. If you really are in favor of giving aid to Israel, why would you be against that? Well, you wouldn't. But Mike Johnson thinks he can talk to Schumer and they'll work it out. My intention is to call uh, Leader Schumer over there and have a very uh, direct and thoughtful conversation about this. I understand their priority is to bulk up the IRS, uh, but I think if you put this to the American people and they weigh the two needs, I think they're going to say standing with Israel and protecting the innocent uh, over there is in our national interest and is a more immediate need than IRS agents. Well, Mike, God love you. I wish you were right. But if you really believe that Chuck Schumer will sit down and talk with you in any kind of constructive way, you've lost your mind. You've completely lost your mind. It's like my little granddaughter says, uh, just out of the blue sometimes, Grandpa, I think I'm losing my mind. (laughs) I think Mike Johnson's losing his mind. If he thinks that he could have a conversation, a constructive conversation with Chucky Schumer, he's lost his mind. And let me give him evidence just in case he's wondering, okay? You heard the congenial Mike Johnson. This is what I want to do. I think we can sit down and we can get this aid for Israel worked out all by itself. You think Chuck Schumer is going to go along with that? House Republicans released a partisan and woefully inadequate package with no aid to Ukraine, no humanitarian assistance for Gaza, and poison pills that help wealthy tax cheats avoid paying their fair share. How the heck could that be their highest priority? It's only when the hard right governs the Republican caucus. (laughs) Every time that hair-plugged jackass speaks, I just start laughing at him. He's so pathetic. Not one word has this pathetic coward uttered in defense of Israeli students here in the United States who are being terrorized every day. Not one word. He's a Jew. But he's too big of a coward to say anything. But Chuck Schumer has made a lifetime of being a coward. But he thinks he's a badass. And what he was referring to when he said that the Republicans want wealthy tax cheats 
to get away with it. This is the liberal uh, mantra all the time, that the Trump tax cuts were only for the top 1%. They know it's a lie. They've always known it's a lie, and they keep repeating the lie. And then they have the balls to say that someone told a lie about the election. The IRS comment by him is because Mike Johnson is actually a responsible, very responsible money manager. He wants to give aid to Israel, but he wants to be able to pay for it without printing new money that we don't have. What a concept. Wait a minute, Mike Johnson. You want to spend money, but before you spend it, you want to make sure you have it? What is wrong with you, dude? You're a congressman. It's not how it goes. You spend our money whether we have it or not. So what he wants to do is pay for the Israeli aid by eliminating these 88,000 IRS agents that Biden is trying to get funded. So let's take the money from there and pay the Israelis. And we don't go into any more debt. We actually paid our bill. What? No wonder it causes liberal heads to explode. No wonder it causes tightness of Schumer's hair plugs. Why wouldn't it? That's a foreign concept to these bastards. Have the money before we spend the money? What? What a low-rent bastard he is. Somehow they're going to try to position it in the public's mind that the Republicans don't want to help Israel. That's what's coming. Just always remember that. This is their priority, that they don't want the, the wealthy tax cheats to pay their taxes? Of course, that has nothing to do with anything, and he knows it. But he's a lying, lying liberal lizard with tight hair plugs. I guess they're too tight for him. He was in pain yesterday. Michael Steele was once the Democratic National Committee chairman, if you can believe that. He's a black guy who's dumber than dirt. Listen to this lame explanation of cutting the IRS budget in order to pay for the Israeli aid. The opening conversation that the new speaker wants to have with the president of the United States in in the middle of a crisis is let's elevate our concerns about the IRS and the 80,000 employees that were added to their to their ranks for what purpose but then to say well you get the money only if you cut the IRS you just right. look stupid no you look stupid and here's why you look stupid you are stupid funny how that works you're a dumb bastard elevate the, the conversation of the IRS. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Elevate what? Elevate your brain level, would you, dude? You're an idiot. Yes, the number one conversation that we should be having is let's have the money before we spend the money. That's a pretty good number one conversation, I would think. Now, we know you've never done it before, and we know you'll never do it again because you're a liberal. And you live to spend our money. You'd like a lot more of it going into your own pocket. We understand that part. But you know that you can spend it and send it over there. 
and then they'll come back to you through some shell corporation and it'll be all washed and cleaned and laundered. Because that's how you do business. You're a liberal. You're a crook. As my dad once told me, all crooks aren't Democrats, but all Democrats are crooks. And he's right. He was spot on. Spot on. They can't stand that we want to touch the money that's targeted to the IRS that's not going to investigate any wealthy uh, individuals. It's going to investigate us. They want us investigated on our tax returns. Not them. Us. Kevin Hassett was the economic council chairman in the Trump White House. Is it responsible to want to actually have the money before you spend some more? If you want to spend more money on this, then you need to cut money on that. And I absolutely 100% support sending money to Israel and defending them after this terrible massacre. Uh, but again, there's no reason in the world why we can't cut something else. And, uh, the, you know, the House people chose IRS agents, which I guess really upset the Democrats. But what I would do is I would just say to Biden, I would go a step further and say, if you want to spend more money on anything, then you're going to have to go back to this old, remember the word sequester, which we're just going to cut spending on everything else proportionally to pay for the thing that you want to do. And so you want to spend more money on Ukraine, fine, but but then you got to cut everything else by enough to pay for it because we can't afford it anymore. Carpe diem, Kevin Hassett. And it does bother them that that the Republicans are targeting the IRS. Why wouldn't we target the IRS? That's the greatest waste of money in Biden's budget, among a lot of waste. But hiring 80,000-plus new IRS agents for no reason whatsoever other than to harass us is a good place to start. That's what we always said. Lawyers at the bottom of an ocean is a good place to start. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Now, yesterday, Anthony Blinken and Lloyd Austin went in front of Congress trying to convince Congress that this aid package for Ukraine. See, they want Israel money, fine. But they only want it if you give more money to Ukraine and money to the border, quote-unquote, issue. This is how Democrats have always done it and how Republicans have almost always gone along with it. They tie something to it, and then you have no choice because they'll point to you as some sort of Israel Jew hater if you don't go along with it. Tommy Tuberville is a senator from Alabama, former football coach. He was a very successful coach at Auburn. But Tommy Tuberville is not one to mess with. Tommy Tuberville is a real leader. He has led men before. He is not afraid of any of these cowards. Not afraid at all. And when he listened to Blinken and Austin speak, he had a simple reaction. Looks like a rerun. It looks like every time they come into a hearing, they're always doing the same thing. They're very poetic in how they talk and what they say, but they talk in rhythms and rhymes. They don't give you any kind of substance. <laughs> no, they don't, Senator. And here's proof of it, in case you're wondering. This funding will not only re- rebuild Ukraine's economy and offset the damage wrought by Russia, but it will also help to reimagine it, investing in new industries, infrastructure, and supply chains connected to Europe and to the world. 
secure and resilient clean energy, anti-corruption bodies, civil society. This supplemental doesn't just help meet today's urgent challenges. It also invests in our defense industrial base. When we send our friends munitions from our stockpiles, the money to replenish our supplies strengthens our military readiness, and we invest in American industry and American workers. Anybody understand any of that bull bull crap talk? That's all it is. Tuberville's right. What would you call it again, Senator? looks like a rerun. It looks like every time they come into a hearing, they're always doing the same thing. They're very poetic in how they talk and what they say, but they talk in rhythms and rhymes. They don't give you any kind of substance. (laughs) Rhythms and rhymes, no substance. Now, they're mad at Tuberville, the liberals are, because he's put on hold all of these military nominations for these promotions and whatnot because of the abortion policy in the military. And until it changes, he's not going to relent. Of course, he's getting all kinds of crap from even Mitch McConnell. But he watches this aid package for Israel, and he laughs. He knows it's a clown show. Clown show, that's exactly what it is. On on the Hill, they look for any kind of crisis, to, to make money, borrow money. You know, we're printing over $100,000 a minute right now just to pay for all this stuff. We don't have the money. We're borrowing money from China. Uh, you know, the people that we're actually supposed to be preparing war for in the near future, it's an absolute clown show. And they continue to insist that he somehow is compromising national security because he is blocking uh, these military appointments. The Pentagon's saying it's having an impact on national security and military readiness. (laughs) And somehow, somehow they're enlisting Mitch McConnell to badmouth him. And so so McConnell, of course, took the bait. I have been among those trying to convince Senator Tuberville to uh, express his opposition some other way by people who actually make policy as opposed to uh, our military heroes who are sworn to stay out of politics. Is McConnell telling us that these military leaders have sworn to stay out of politics? Is that really what he said? Name me a single general who's not involved in politics. Every one of them is. Tuberville was ready, though, for McConnell's stupidity and arrogance and mumbling. I don't work for Senator McConnell. You know, I like him fine. I work for the people of Alabama and the taxpayers of this country. Uh, I thought we're pro-life. I am. And we're going to fight that. I do not like memos from the White House telling us to do our job that don't worry about voting on this law. We're going to pass it for you. I don't like that. We should do it. We should have a voice for the American people in the Senate, on the Senate floor about this. Uh, I'm not changing my mind. Uh, I'm tomorrow actually putting some nominees on the floor myself to get them confirmed because Chuck Schumer won't do it. Uh, if we got to do his job for him, that's fine. <laughs> if I got to do his job for him, that's fine. <laughs> and Tuberville is insistent that if there is no border help, there will be no Israeli help. Well, they think we should bite on anything that they throw out there. It's really a shame. They don't do anything for the American taxpayer. All the money's going out of the country. Uh, We're all looking at Ukraine. We're looking at Israel now. We've got to do something at the border. 
And that's what we should do as Republicans, stand up and say, listen, we're all for Israel. What a travesty that was. But unless they do something for the American people at the border, because we're in trouble down there, if we don't do something, uh, you don't get anything. I wish President Trump would make him his vice president. Because that means after President Trump's out, we could have Tommy Tuberville for eight years. I love a guy who stands up against all of them, tells them all to go pound sand. Screw you. He's against abortion services being available on our money to the military. And he's going to, by God, he's going to demand a hearing on it. He wants to know what these candidates think of it. And if they're not going to have a hearing, he's going to continue to do what he's doing. And that's hold up their appointments. And Schumer can go ballistic and lose his mind and all the other shenanigans that he pulls. You think you're going to, st- you're going to change Tommy Tuberville? Hey, Mumbles McConnell, you think that what you believe will force Tommy Tuberville to change his mind? He's actually a smart person. He's a strong leader. You're a mumbling buffoon. And you're a Chinese communist on top of it. You and your communist wife. And that's not my opinion. She's a communist. Now, if you're married to one, that usually means you're sympathetic to it. Wouldn't we all pretty much agree to that? I wouldn't be married to a communist because I don't agree with them. I don't believe in it. But Chuck Schumer, excuse me, Mumbles McConnell is married to a communist, a Chinese communist, the worst kind. And nobody expels him. This guy is a traitor working right in the Senate as the minority leader. That shows you just how weak and spineless the Republican Party is. That they have Mumbles McConnell supposedly leading them. Now, I doubt that anyone's following. Certainly Tommy Tuberville's not. I might start rooting for Auburn since he was their coach. Unbelievable stuff, isn't it? Well, Biden, the uh, bell is tolling for you, Buster, now that Mike Johnson's in the speaker's role, and he has receipts enough to impeach you today. We have the receipts on so much of this now. It's a real problem. That's the reason that we shifted into the impeachment inquiry stage on the president himself, because if, if in fact, all the evidence leads to where we believe it will, that's very likely impeachable offenses. You know, that's listed as a cause for impeachment in the Constitution. You know, bribery and, and uh, other high crimes and misdemeanors, bribery is listed there, and, and uh, it looks and smells a lot like that. Yeah, I think it does. And the, the stench is awfully overwhelming. It's very strong. And if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, all together, class, it's a duck. I saw DeSantis just in bits and pieces of an interview he did with Cavuto, who's a complete liberal freak, trying to get DeSantis to say that he should walk out of the uh, race because Nikki Haley has caught him in some polls. And this, there should only be two or three people because Pence stepped out. So DeSantis resisted his nonsense, but then DeSantis, being the consummate politician that he is, established politician that he is, threw some bouquets in Mike Pence's direction as he stepped out. 
I am definitely going to be going to be in the top. So uh, we're, we're ready for that. And uh, we're going the distance. Uh, but people can make whatever decisions that they want. I respect the vice president's decision. Uh, I think he's a good man. I think that he's uh, served the conservative cause, uh, you know, very well over uh, a number of years. But, um, you know, I'm in it all the way. So you, you're going to be seeing a lot of me. Pence is a good man who has served the conservative cause well over a number of years, says Ron DeSantis. Why don't you tell the truth? All right, don't, don't be a regular politician thinking that those words pacify the voters. They don't. We all saw Mike Pence for what he is during this campaign that was ill-run, ill-fated, and quick to be dissolved. He is a traitor. He's a rotten human being. He's a liar, and he's a fake Christian. Can you be any worse? Well, he hasn't killed anybody that we know of. But other than that, he's checked all the boxes for being an awful human being. But Ron DeSantis, never a discouraging word. Anybody who says those things about Pence, that he's a fine man, you, you served the conservative cause very well through a number of years, just doesn't either know what you're talking about or you're just such a coward that you'll say anything. Did you uh, realize, folks, that little Adam Kinzinger, you know, the little runt who cried at the January 6th hearing? Oh, he was so upset. He cried. The little Republican claims he was a Republican, really a Democrat, admits that he's voted Democratic now. But now he's written a book. And do you know what he called it? I mean, arrogance is what he should have called it. But he called it renegade. Like he, little Adam Kinzinger, has some sort of merit in life that what he thinks and believes people can't wait to understand and hear. My God, Adam Kinzinger's written a book. I can't wait to get it. We called it Renegade because he stood up against the machine. He stood up against the man. Renegade. Adam Kinzinger's a renegade. Anybody ever confuse Adam Kinzinger with being a tough guy? Because renegades are usually tough. They're either tough physically or they're tough mentally or it's a combination of the two. Being a pussy is not usually associated with being a renegade. And that's what Adam Kinzinger is. He is the biggest spineless coward that's ever come out of the Republican Party. And that's saying a lot. So, of course, he trots over to Anderson Cooper and jumps on CNN to promote his book, Renegade. The little renegade, Adam Kinzinger. If you want a guy to stand up for a cause, call Adam Kinzinger. He'll give you a cause. He's got a lot of them. What happens, little Adam, if Donald Trump gets reelected? In January 6th, we saw the guardrails, you know, of democracy held. The car hit the rails. It kept you on the road. That rail can't take two hits. And now they know what they're doing. Now they know where the tricks are in the system. I guarantee you Donald Trump will not put people around him that are loyal to the Constitution and will push back. He'll put, if you interview 100 people, trust me, you're going to find somebody to be attorney general that simply tells you, I'll do whatever you want, Mr. President. Those guardrails are being ripped out. And that's what I see as as what would happen, frankly, if he's reelected. Ooh, those guardrails are being ripped out. Those guardrails couldn't take a second hit. He'll put anybody in there as attorney general who will do whatever he wants. Kinzinger's already laying the groundwork 
for the day that the attorney general under Trump comes knocking on his door and charges him, because he's going to get charged, Adam Kinzinger better lawyer up soon, because the day Trump takes over, that attorney general is going to come looking for Kinzinger and a bunch of others. And Kinzinger knows it, and so he's trying to launch a preemptive strike against whomever Trump picks as attorney general so that he can say, I told you long ago. This is what it's all about. This guy just does what Trump tells him to do. Trump doesn't like me because I pointed out that Trump's this or that. That's the kind of crap this, that this Kinzinger practices. <laughs> what a coward. So, Kinzinger, are you a Republican? I, I still have the title, but I voted Democratic last election cycle. If it's Trump against Joe Biden, I'll vote Democratic this coming one. Because, Anderson, I really believe it's down to one issue on the ballot. and Not taxes, not even abortion, nothing. The one issue is, do you believe in democracy or do you believe in authoritarianism? And I think that's the only thing we should be voting on. Thank you, Adam Kinzinger, for telling us what we should be voting on. Not taxes, because... We pay higher taxes. We pay more for goods because of inflation. But we shouldn't be worried about that, Adam Kinzinger says. No, no, no. We should be worried about authoritarianism. Because he's in favor of that, by the way. If he's in favor of Joe Biden. Imagine this guy voting for Biden twice and claiming he's a Republican. The most authoritarian regime ever in the history of the United States. One who has imprisoned American citizens in gulags. Adam Kinzinger thinks is not an authoritarian. But the guy who has set our economy and our people free has in fact set criminals who've served long enough for nonviolent crimes. The guy who set them free, Donald Trump, is an authoritarianist. It might be a new word, but I just struck it because it's Kinzinger. But here's my favorite part. Apparently in his book, he details this, that his family members sent him a certified letter after he voted to impeach Trump. (laughs) I'll let him tell it. So I had family that sent a certified letter disowning me. They said, I've lost the trust of great men like Sean Hannity, which is funny, but they believe that. They said I was a member of the devil's army. You know, we had people that would call and threaten to kill my, at the time, five-month-old child or say they wish he would die. Um... You think about that. I had my co-pilot from Iraq, Anderson. It's one of the most, like, intense bonds you can build. Who texted me and said he was ashamed to have ever flown with me and served with me. Why? Because I disagreed with his view of Donald Trump. And he didn't like the fact that I was telling him the truth when it's so much more comfortable comfortable to believe something else. So I talk about in the book, I, I... I I hopefully mince no words in saying I bear some responsibility for this, and I accept my role in the party to a point, but I also recognize that we're in a really bad place, and until we talk about it, and I think my story kind of encapsulates the slide of the GOP, uh, we're going to have a really sick nation until they get better. This guy really thinks he's important. My story encapsulates the slide of the GOP. The GOP doesn't even recognize you. No one cares. (laughs) I hope I didn't mince words. Oh, because you're a tough guy. I don't mince words. I'm Mr. Truth. My co-pilot was mad just because I told the truth about Trump. Who anointed you the truth teller? What truth did you tell about Donald Trump that you don't like him? 
That's all. Let's ask why you voted to impeach Donald Trump. Because you don't like him. There's no other reason. Your family sent you a certified letter disowning you. I don't blame them. I'm surprised it took as long as it did. Surely there were signs that you're this big coward throughout your life. It it didn't just happen when you parted ways with Donald Trump. Did it take Donald Trump to wake your family up to what a coward you are? I think not. But his family sent him a certified letter. His co-pilot said he was ashamed to have flown with him. (laughs) Why? Because I disagreed with them about Donald Trump. That's not why. You lied about Donald Trump. You tried to destroy Donald Trump with an impeachment vote simply because you don't like him. You're the guy who does things because you disagree with other people. You're the guy. You're the guy who tried to imprison American citizens for walking into the Capitol while invited to come in. You did that, Mr. Renegade. As if you couldn't get any lower than Adam Kinzinger, and it is tough. Uber-liberal Bill Maher describes the new speaker, Mike Johnson, as carrying a lot of similarities to the mass murderer in Maine last weekend. And I was reading about this uh, horrible shooting in Maine. Yeah. Uh, and, I heard, you know, we don't know much about the guy yet, but apparently he heard voices. And I thought, is he that different than Mike Johnson? Degree, yes, but it's thinner than you think. I don't know you could sink any lower than these people, honestly. Comparing Mike Johnson because he believes in the Bible and believes what the Bible says, believes in his Christianity, believes in Jesus, he is tantamount to a serial killer. It's fascinating. But that's Bill Maher. A guy who has even himself has recognized how pathetically lame the liberals are. There he is. Telling you what he really is. Now, despite the fact that Biden is a rotten, thieving, conniving, manipulative, low-rent scumbag rodent, I've never compared him to a serial killer. I think rodent tells the debt. Tells the the job in detail, right? You're a rodent. (laughs) I really need, I don't need the rest of it. Well, let me tell you who's not a rodent. And let me tell you who can help you. Not Biden. He can't help you. But Jordan Krugman can help you with health insurance. Starting today is the 2024 open enrollment. And it goes through January 15th. It's a good time to consider your health care options for next year. And I tell you all the time, maybe you think yours is a good plan. Maybe your insurance plan is good, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's not quite what you think it's cracked up to be. It's hard to admit that until you actually go face-to-face with somebody who can show it to you. Well, that's what I did. I thought mine was spectacular. But I went to Jordan, and I found out it wasn't. I found out that he had low-cost, comprehensive alternatives to my plan that I wasn't aware of. I bet you're not either. I didn't know, for instance, that some plans had a zero deductible, but they do. And Jordan is a broker. He's not an insurance agent for one company. 
So he will work with you. You are the guy and gal he's working for, not the insurance company. And he's going to put together a plan tailor-made for your needs financially and insurance-wise and then take it to each insurance company and get the best deal for you. But he's going to make sure that when you get a horrible diagnosis, or if you do, that you are going to be okay financially. Like the lady who had cancer and had $100,000 in chemo treatments and didn't have to pay a penny. Or the lady who took her son to the emergency room after getting hurt in a soccer game and got the $2,500 deductible waived. That doesn't sound like a lot compared to a hundred grand, but twenty five hundred out of your pocket—that's a lot. He offices here in our town, but he's also licensed in twenty three different states, including Missouri and Illinois. So chances are, wherever you're listening, he can help you. But he never charges a broker fee, ever. Also with Medicare, if you're approaching sixty five and you're getting inundated with mail in your mailbox, and you don't understand it, and it's confusing to you, and you just throw it against the wall, don't throw it against the wall. Go pick it up and throw it in the waste can. And then call Jordan. He can help you with Medicare supplements, Advantage plans, Part D drug plans. Are you aware that most Advantage plans have a zero monthly premium? They do. How about the pre-existing conditions? There are new options that cover those. Maternity. Yes, lots of extras, gym memberships, transportation services. You can't get anywhere. You get a little bit older, you can't drive anymore. You can't hear. How about hearing aid? You need a hearing aid? He can get you those too. Folks, it's worth a phone call. What do you have to lose? He's online at thehealthinsuranceguy.net, and you can call Jordan Krugman at 314-602-4055. That is a phone call that falls into my file of what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose by making that call? You and I both know the answer. The answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right, let's take a break, and we are coming right back in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court.
We welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you. This is the Monster Energy Drink. STL-Cars.com, Window World Kings Court, right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. You can hear the podcast right here later. You can also uh, hear it on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, any place that carries podcasts, you can hear us. We're in the top 5% worldwide in terms of listeners, thanks to you. We appreciate everything you've done for us. Please continue to support our sponsors because that's our life flood. That's how we're on the air. And you've done a great job, and I appreciate it. And STL-Cars.com is one of those that people have been paying attention to. And when they have the need to get a car used or new or a truck or an SUV, they head to STL-Cars.com. And here's why. It eliminates that headache of going from dealership to dealership and spending about seven hours of your day trying to get yourself a car. Even if you're successful at the end, you say, was that worth it? Well, you won't have that feeling from STL-Cars.com because here's how it works. It's this simple. Go to the website, STL-Cars.com. Take a look at the inventory that's on there. Over a 1,000 vehicles, cars, SUVs, trucks. Pick the one you want. Then call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you want to pay for it. And he'll take care of the rest. That's how easy it is. Now, you're telling me, I'm sure you are, Kevin, it can't be that easy. And I'm telling you it is. I've done it. That's how I know. Three different times through the years I've gotten a new car through them. My son just got one. So I know it's that easy. And I know it's that easy for you, too. Call or text Don, 314-626-3251. It only takes you as long as it takes you to pick out the vehicle you want. Now, if there's something else that you want it's not quite there on the website, call or text Don anyway. Tell him, here's what I want, Don. Here's what I want to pay for it. Can you find it for me? He has a vast inventory around the country that he chooses from, and he will find it for you. He brought mine from Tennessee. My son's from Alabama. A friend of mine got a truck. It came from Ohio. 314-626-3251. Call or text Don. Tell him the car you want, and it's yours stl-cars.com. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460, 348-4460. Now, there is a Intel analyst who has been doing that job for almost 40 years. He works in the field of geotracking, geolocation, and Intel analysis. He has been warning that over the next 14 months, we will suffer a wave of terrorism on our own soil. His name is Tony Saruga. And just yesterday on Twitter, he warned us that we're on the eve of wave after wave of terror attacks. Now, he's not the only guy who believes this, by the way. He's built over 600 businesses, so he's quite a successful entrepreneur. And he lists as his clients a lot of important entities. The U.S. government, for instance, the British government, the Israeli government, the Saudi Arabian government, Microsoft, Dell Computer, GE, IBM, General Motors. I could go on. There's more. Berkshire Hathaway, Walmart, MasterCard, Raytheon. These are all his clients, Standard Oil, Exxon uh, Mobil now. 
And on his uh, Twitter account, he put the stark warning up. He gave his background, and he says, Rarely can I guarantee the intelligence. Many times just releasing it can stop a false flag or genuine attack. But as close to 100% confidence as I have ever been, there will be multiple terrorist attacks in the United States. And he's fingering Hezbollah that a sleeper cell already in the U.S. is awaiting the green light to launch attacks. He says there are hundreds of these such groups here. But specifically, he says, it's Hezbollah Unit 910. They're here. They're ready to attack us. How did they get here? They came in through the southern border. You know, the place that's secure? That place. Now, that's frightening stuff, unless you're just incapable of being frightened. And maybe you are. Maybe you are. I can be frightened by terrorist attacks. Yeah. Did you see what the top Zelensky advisor uh, over there in Ukraine finally admitted? The truth about the corruption in in Ukraine. It's, It's a corrupt country, which is why the Bidens flocked to it. He said, people are stealing like there's no tomorrow. (laughs) People at the highest levels of Ukraine's government are lining their pockets with cash. Whose cash? Your cash. My cash. And we're supposed to fund yet another year of that war that is doing nothing but laundering money for crooks like Zelensky and Biden? And this is all from an account in Time magazine a liberal rag if ever there was one. People are stealing like there's no tomorrow, according to this source. Why should we ever vote to give money to them? And Zelensky's complaining that he, he feels like during his travels, global interest in the war has slackened, and so is the level of international support. Yeah, guess what? We're tired of funding a war that has nothing to do with us. And don't give me this business about national security, because it doesn't. (laughs) Pretty amazing. So they're stealing it left and right. Now, who do you think stealing it? You think Zelensky has his grubby little hands on it? Hell yes. It's amazing. And this particular aide said he assumed naively that officials in Ukraine would think twice before taking a bribe or pocketing state funds. And he made that point to a top presidential advisor in early October. The advisor asked him to turn off his recorder and then said, you're mistaken. People are stealing like there's no tomorrow. Now, that's not a surprise or shouldn't be a surprise because corruption in Ukraine has always run rampant. We know that. 
But it's incredible how Biden is such a strong ally of theirs, even though we're not an ally of theirs. But wherever Biden can poach another nickel, he's their buddy. And that's why he claims he's going to veto the Israeli aid bill. Imagine how popular that'll make him. Can you imagine? Why would you do that? Well, Biden will. He's going to exercise veto power over the bill. That's pretty amazing. Go ahead. Go right ahead. Because he can't get his humanitarian aid for the Gaza population. Humanitarian aid. He mean, what he means by that is he can't give the terrorists at Hamas more money to get more weapons to fight and kill Jews. The Congress isn't allowing for that. So he says he's going to veto the bill if it gains approval in Congress. He's worried about what message it will send to Russia. You were never worried about that before. You weren't worried about what message you were sending to Americans when you and your corrupt son took $3 million from the mayor of Moscow. It didn't seem to phase you then. Why does it bother you now? It doesn't bother you at all that Jewish students at Cornell and other schools are hiding after vile threats were made against them. I haven't heard one word from Biden. I haven't heard one word from him condemning the professor at Cornell, Russell Rickford, who said it was exhilarating to know that Jews had been slaughtered, butchered, torn up, chopped up, burned alive, beheaded. That was exhilarating to him. You know what's exhilarating to me? A beautiful snowfall in Christmas. You know what's exhilarating to this guy? Dead Jews. Slaughtered dead Jews. That shows you how far off normalcy these people are. He hasn't been fired. He's been suspended, but he hasn't been fired. What are grounds for firing at Cornell? Do you actually have to carry out the murders themselves? Apparently so. I don't know what Cornell is doing to protect Jewish students, but they better be doing something. Because the faculty is against them. Also the faculty at Columbia University. Over a hundred of those lunatics signed a letter decrying the Jews. What? These are supposed professors at an Ivy League institution. And the letter defended students who supported the Hamas military action against Israel. It's not military action. It's a slaughter of innocent people. Military action means you're involved in a war and you're fighting a war, and the other side knows you're fighting it too. This was a chicken shit surprise attack on defenseless people. It wasn't military action. But a 100 professors at Columbia University signed a letter 
defending students who supported Hamas's terrorist attacks. Can you believe that? It's unbelievable to me. So not just Cornell, but Columbia as well. The letter says, as scholars who are committed to robust inquiry, they love to call themselves scholars, don't they? These university professors. I'm a scholar. What are you? I'll bet you half of them can't even spell scholar. Just a guess. As scholars who are committed to robust inquiry about the most challenging matters of our time, we feel compelled to respond to those who label our students anti-Semitic if they express empathy for the lives and dignity of Palestinians. Uh, Let's stop right there. That's not what they're doing. They're not expressing empathy for the lives and dignity of Palestinians. They hate Jews. When it says on the street at this university, fuck Israel, is that expressing empathy for the lives and dignity of Palestinians? I think not. I think not. You are anti-Semitic if you are supporting Hamas. You are anti-Semitic if you sign that letter. And they say that they defend students if they signed on to a student-written statement that situated the military action, military action, begun on October 7th within the larger context of the occupation of Palestine by Israel. Israel hasn't occupied Palestine since 2005, I think it was. Maybe as late as 2008, but 2005 is the year. So these are professors, scholars, they call themselves, at Columbia University. A hundred of them don't even know that Israel isn't occupying uh, Palestine. And let's just say that they were. You're okay with slaughtering innocent children? Interesting. Very interesting. They say in their view, the student statement aims to recontextualize. Ooh, they love using big words because they're scholars. Pointing out that military operations and state violence did not begin that day. That was not a military operation. It wasn't state violence. It was cowardly slaughter. but rather it represented a military response by a people who had endured crushing and unrelenting state violence from an occupying power over many years. That's their bullshit reasoning behind it. And yet, even if that were true, and it's not, it doesn't justify you murdering innocent people, chopping civilians up, burning them, beheading children, raping women. That's okay. If someone did you wrong, and by wrong, they occupied your territory. That's what you claim, even though they don't. But they didn't murder your people. People have died in the various exchanges between Israel and their surrounding animals, which is what those Arab countries have been for decades. It's pretty amazing.
pretty amazing. Then they try to hide by suggesting that this letter didn't specifically draw out how torturing, raping, and slaughtering non-military Jews was permissible amid the ongoing political tension between the two groups. It's permissible. (laughs) They're unbelievable. These are professors, mind you, scholars. You know how I know they're scholars? Because they said they were. As faculty, we are committed to the project of holding discomfort and working across difference with our students. Who would work with you? Who would want to have a conversation with you if they're Jewish and you're cool with slaughtering innocent Jews? Why would anyone want to talk with you? They should be afraid of you. I'd be afraid of you if I were Jewish. Unconscionable behavior. Unbelievable. That is Columbia, not Cornell, Columbia. So you've got two Ivy League schools that are about as despicable as you can be. And the Jewish students at Cornell are in hiding. They have faced anti-Semitic death threats that were posted on student message boards. The kosher dining hall is on lockdown. It's incredible stuff. It's all going on right here in this country. And if you dare disagree with them, you could be next. You could be next. Do not kid yourself if you're Jewish. Be very, very careful. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? I'm good, Kevin. How are you, sir? We're doing well. Welcome to November. Yes, we are in November. It is here. It is upon us. It is the Thanksgiving month, so all, and I know you're going to take offense to this probably, but all you Christmas freaks, slow down. We got to get to Christmas first, so no Christmas songs yet, please. First of all, I'm not a Christmas freak. I love Christmas. I love it with a passion. I don't tell anybody to slow down with what they like, and I don't like being told what to do either. I knew I'd get a rise out of your brother. It's not a rise no, I, out of me. It's not a rise. It's just a comment. It's just a response. I know. I know. I, know. I, I love Christmas, too. It's just that just the way I was raised in my family, my mom didn't put one Christmas thing up until the day after Thanksgiving. I've just, you know, it was, it was my mom's thing, you know, <laughs> people have different views as to when they want yeah. to get ready for Christmas because they enjoy it. Uh, Hallmark yeah. says Christmas begins in October. That's exactly. When, that's when they start televising their Christmas movies. Exactly. But no, I, 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 I'm, I just like to tease. That's all. <laughs> uh, hey, on a serious note. Um, yeah, we should be scared. Um, there's so much illegal people in this country from so many different avenues. It, it, it is scary. We, we will be attacked from within. It's just when. And it's not going to be nice. It's going to be probably worse than nine 11 because they've had more time to plan it and they have found out where we are weak mm-hmm. and they will exploit it. Yep. And you were just talking about the professors and the students in this colleges. Um, what are those liberal arts majors going to do when the you-know-what hits the fan? 
Yeah, well, this is going to be the problem for liberals everywhere in this country. As soon as, as, soon as we're attacked, what are they going to do? They're going to wish that everybody had their guns. They're going to mm-hmm. wish they had guns. But mm-hmm. it's going to be a, an attack probably of epic, epic proportion, and it's going to be scary. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's what is scary. And, uh, you know, they're going to want the, the, the people that have the guns and the people that are sitting here telling them, you know, right now that you guys are crazy. Oh, yeah, come protect me now. I mean, it's the defund police movement. Look what's going on there. Defund the police, but then now they want the police to protect them. Of so course. It, it's just yeah. and, they, and they wanted to open up sanctuary cities, and as soon as these uh, illegal aliens came their way, now they want to get rid of them. These, these people are such frauds. Liberals are such frauds. It's not even funny. There's not a single bone in their body that's sincere. They're just frauds. And you were talking about Kinzinger earlier, and he's just the epitome of everything they say the opposite is true. Yeah, well, he's a liberal. I mean, and everybody knows yeah. it. And he can. Yeah. And now he's written a book. That's my favorite. This little punk, this little punk crybaby has written a book, Renegade, like he's some kind of a badass. And, and I give his family credit. At least they put it in writing and sent it in certified mail. <laughs> I thought it was a classic. That's one of the greatest things I've ever seen a family do. Maybe we all should start writing certified letters to a bunch of the crazy liberals and tell yeah. them how we feel. Just in, ca- just in case you didn't get the letter, we're going to write, we're going to send it certified to make sure you got it. You want to see the post office get out of debt? Everybody starts selling certified mail because there'd be so many of them, they'd make profit. And they might, well, they'd, they'd, well, they'd find a way to squander the money. They always do. Yeah. Any hey, government what? entity will squander your money. One last thing, uh, Kevin. It's kind of sports related, but I think it's current events related. If you talk about this, I apologize, but I haven't seen it yet. But have you commented on the story about the hockey player dying from the other player's skate cutting his throat? No, I haven't talked about it because it's a horrible tragedy. It's happened before. I saw it happen to a Blues goalie, Curtis Joseph. He didn't die, thank God. But I sure thought he was going to die right there on the ice. It's frightening. There's a bunch of push going on to say that they think that this player did it intentionally. What's your thoughts? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea. And, and no, anyone who speculates on that should be silenced. Because, and, and that's what yeah, they're doing. That, that, to, to say that, to somehow insinuate that someone had intentions to murder someone on the ice playing a hockey game, you better have some real compelling evidence. The, the the stuff I read, I mean, I saw the video, and it's very grainy video that I saw. So, I mean, it's hard to say anything, but I don't think there was intent to kill a guy. But I've seen enough hockey over my lifetime that there was probably intent to injure, but not to kill. Um, you know, I, he wanted I, don't, to- I don't even speculate on that. I don't presume to know what anybody's intent was in a, in a, in a competition because things can happen. And things happen accidentally all the time. People get hit with sticks. They lose their teeth. They get hit in the eye. They can't see. Those are all unintentional things that if you wanted to, you could play the parlor game and say, well, that looked intentional to me. Well, but you don't know. No one yeah, knows. I, I, the only person who knows is the, is the guy who was on the ice. There's only yeah, one person who knows. I don't disagree with you on that point at all, but I've, I, I coached high school hockey for many years, and, and I saw many of my players that I – kicked off the team or, you know, bench or whatever, because I saw, I knew it was intent because I saw him take a run at somebody and they're on the bench saying they were going to do it, you know, that type of thing. So I think there is intent sometimes, but proving it is tough. And, um, you know, but in this case, it's a shame that this, this, this player lost his life and, uh, and, and what happened. But, um, I actually, I'm on, I, I'm surprised there's not more press about it. Well, because any, anyone who would write anything about it would be irresponsible. Mm-hmm. You know, unless there's evidence that someone tried to do harm, 
you're really, really walking out on a professional limb, and you have mm-hmm. you've lost all integrity, in my opinion, as a journalist. If you if you speculate about what someone's intent was to injure or, in this case, kill someone, mm-hmm. uh, you, I, know, I, you better have real strong evidence coming at you. Because I'll guarantee you this: if I'm that player, I'd sue their ass. And and, and, and I, I get that. And, and thank you for giving us your honest opinion, because I always respect that. Because I I, I really wanted to make sure that. Maybe some of us out here are understanding it properly uh, because initially it is, you know, human nature to go, oh, did he do that on purpose, you know, and in that. But um, it, it's just a shame all the way around, you know, for someone to lose their life like that. Yes, it is. No question about it. Anytime something like that happens, it's a terrible tragedy. And I, I feel for the family so much. And the, and the kid who uh, ended up cutting him with his skate, that kid's probably never going to get over it. That'd be my guess. Hey, we got to run, yeah. Kevin. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Appreciate the comments. Have a blessed day, sir. And you're the one of the few attorneys that I don't want to see at the bottom of the water, okay? Yep. Well, I, I appreciate that. I heard your joke earlier. <laughs> thank you. All right, man. All right. We'll God see bless. you. Okay. Bye now. All right, folks, that's going to wrap us up on this hump day Wednesday. But we'll be back fighting a good fight for you again. Now, tomorrow we're not going to be here because we have a uh, – uh, a scan we got to get done tomorrow morning early. So we won't do our morning show tomorrow, but we will do our sports show tomorrow. Uh, so we'll be, we'll be there doing the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, sports show on 590 The Fan, 590thefan.com. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.